đời sông núi anh em ta đáp đời sông núi quyết bảo vệ sang sang ta thể chết cho quê hương at host my radio it's on on every monday and every friday and host my radio welcome to the show thank you And welcome to the 216th episode of Team K on my radio today. Happy Friday. Hope you guys are having a great day. Hope you guys are staying safe. My voices are very tired. It's exhausting because I've been yelling at my computer the whole time because I'm trying to get my, I'm trying to check my Apply Texas stuff and these idiots keep changing times. So, and we, and my voice is tired because I've been yelling and screaming on, uh, on Wednesday, <laughs> this week on Wednesday um, for the, for applying for people to join in SJ. Anyway. We're getting, might as well get into it. So next week there's Club Expo. Hopefully, you guys, I don't know if it's next week. I might, I might guess, but it's Club Expo. So hope you guys can join in, and maybe check out a little bit about what our group is, what what we do, because that's what we're supposed to be doing, right? Talking about SJ. So let's get into our report today. Make sure to tune in every Monday and Friday for our for our report. King of Judicial Review, Hong Kong King of Judicial Reviews. Says under pressure not to challenge government bid to ban 2019 protest song. Veteran veteran Hong Kong litigant Gok uh, Cho King felt said has felt said he felt pressure not to pursue a proposed legal challenge against the government's attempt to ban anthem linked to the 2019 extradition bill protest. Kwok, who is widely known as the King of Judicial Reviews, told local media on Monday that he'd have to decide not to file an judicial review against the government's bid to bar a protest song Glory to Hong Kong from being performed or disseminated with criminal intent because he was unwell and was under pressure. Kwok announced on Facebook last week that he had launched a judicial review against the government's application for an injunction to restrict the anthem, which the authorities argue could be mistaken as the official anthem. Challenged march of the volunteers or suggested that Hong Kong was an independent state with its own national anthem. The injunction, Kwok wrote, breached the city's mini constitution and the freedom of speech it guaranteed to Hong Kong residents. He was set to he was set to file the legal challenge at the High Court on Monday morning, but told media told the media last Sunday that he was hospitalized and could not go to court. He told in media on Monday that he was under pressure not to pursue the case after he was reminded by someone to take into account the dignity of governance of the Hong Kong government. In an interview with Fong Gong back media Sound of Hopes on, on Tuesday, Kwok also claimed some people with ties to triads approached him and warned him not to file the judicial reviews. Judicial reviews are considered by, court, by the court first instance and examine decision-making processes of administrative bodies. Issues under review must be shown to affect the wider public interest. The government first sought to bar the distributions of the protest pro-democracy um, protest song in June, saying it disinformation with the intent with intention to incite secession, sedition, or to violate the national anthem law should be banned. The government also requested the court to prohibit anyone from assisting with those acts. Now. In a surprise ruling in late July, High Court Judge Anthony Chan denied the government's request and said he was not satisfied that it was just it was just and, conv- and convenient to grant the injunction. 
he ruled at the time that although the injunction did not target lawful activities, it may still ch- create a chilling effect such as intrusion to freedom of expression. Of course, Secretary for Justice Paul Lamb subsequently filed an appeal bid against Chen's ruling on the behalf of the government. And last week, the High Court allowed the appeal to be lodged. According to the Judiciary website, High Court will be hold a, will hold a hearing on September 13th to give directions on the government's appeal case. The proceedings are expected to last for 30 minutes. So... The government cries babies. Okay, I'm gonna call them that. The crying baby about everything, not allowing people to express, not allowing people to express themselves on some certain issues, not allowing themselves to say anything at all, really, because they, they of course they're the government. They don't care. They they do whatever they want. UK Foreign Secretary says he raised human rights concerns on China visit. British Foreign Secretary James Cleverly said he had raised human rights concerns. At every single one of his meetings with top Chinese officials as he made a state visit to Beijing on Wednesday. Clary, the first UK foreign minister to visit China for five years, held talks with Chinese vice uh, vice chairman, vice um the basically deputy leader, Hang Zheng, and and due to meet top diplomat Wang Yi. The foreign office previously said his talking points would include China's crackdown on freedoms in the former British county of Hong Kong as well as Beijing's alleged rights abuses in Xinjiang and Tibet and Tibetan regions. I had a number of conversations with senior representatives of the Chinese government, and I have raised human rights in every single one of those meetings, cleverly said Wednesday. This is an issue that is discussed extensively, not bilaterally, but at the United Nations, he said. I think the Chinese government understands the UK is consistent in our approach, and I will keep raising, this issue, raising these issues with them. Beijing's foreign ministry brushed up questions about the role of human rights in the discussions. Hong Kong and Xinjiang are purely China's internal mass and broke no interference from other countries, ministry spokesman Wen Wenbin said at the Breaker press briefing. China last month accused the United Kingdom of, prote- of giving protections to fugitives after cleverly blasted the Hong Kong government for offering bounties for information leading to the capture of prominent pro-democracy activists based overseas. And on Sunday, the state-backed Global Times newspaper set off a domestic online firestorm when it demanded the British museums return Chinese cultural relics for free. Britain ruled Hong Kong for over 150 years before it was handed over to China in 1997 under an agreement to preserve its unique civic freedoms. Beijing imposed a sweeping national security law on, on the city in 2020 after a huge, sometimes violent, protest. China's com- ruling Communist Party is also accused of litany of rights abuses in Xinjiang and Tibet, including mass incarcerations and forced labor. Cleverly has called for a pragmatic and united Western approach to China's rise, acknowledging the need to partner with China on global issues. But a critical report by British MPs on Wednesday said London's line on China lacked clarity and needed a coordinated whole-of-government approach. The 87-page report by the, Ho- by the House of Commons of Foreign Affairs Committee also labels China a threat to the UK and its interests, and urged London to boost deterrence diplomacy to counter threats from Beijing. Hawkish, um, hawkish elements in the UK in the UK ruling Conservative Party have urged cleverly to act tougher on China. Cleverly said Wednesday that attempts to distill the UK's relationship 
turned down to a single word or a soundbite are fundamentally flawed. China's size, influence, and complexity means Britain's relationship with Beijing will be complicated and sophisticated, he said. We are clear-eyed about the areas where we have fundamental disagreements with China, and I raise those issues when we meet, cleverly added. We will pursue a pragmatic working relationship, but that does, but that does of course, mean raising the issues where we disagree. We're not, of course, I'm not trying to be weak, but at the same time, it would be smart if you raise some concerns about what's going on. Because instead of being silent on it, raise the issues, say something, and stop being quiet about it. That's the only thing that I would recommend you do. Instead of, you know, trying to be like some kind of superhero, whatever. I mean, it's great that he's raising concerns, but hopefully he continues to do that kind of thing. Of course, it'll, you know, it'll get angry, get China angry, but who cares? You do you, they do them, okay? If they don't respect you, well, that's their fault, not mine. It's not their, it's not, it's basically their fault, not yours, okay? You raise this question they don't want to answer, well, it's not your fault. Their fault for not answering it. They're going to face a, a lot of pressure from any, from any other countries that, that tells them about the abuses anyway. Hundred, hundreds non-locally trained doctors expected to join Hong Kong's public hospitals amidst medic shortage. One hundred non-locally trained doctors are expected to join the city's public hospital system under Hong Kong's hospital authority and amidst a manpower shortage amongst medics. The authority's chief manager, Larry Lee, a chief, a chief manager at, at the hospital authority, said during a meeting on Wednesday that he was confident that 100 overseas doctors would join the hospital authority following its recruitment efforts to address the urgent situation. Among the 100 doctors recruited, around two-thirds were from the UK, while the remaining were from the countries such as Australia. They were expected to arrive in Hong Kong in batches from September, Lee said. Doctors would be assigned to various specialities, including departments with tougher manpower, such as internal medicines, surgery, Anesthesiology and radiology, the hospital already said in response to Hong Kong Free Press. Hong Kong has undertaken measures in recent years to tackle the manpower shortage in the medical sector, including relaxing rules for, admit, for admitting overseas doctors to work in the public hospitals. Authorities have also been holding job fairs in Australia and the UK to, att- to attract graduates to join in the cities in the past months. The city introduced a limited registration policy in 2011 granting qualified overseas doctors a renewable three-year contract that allows them to practice in Hong Kong without taking a licensing exam. In 2021, the government launched another new pathway for qualified doctors graduating from recognized overseas medical schools to be specially registered, I guess like John Hopkins University can work here, to be specially registered in Hong Kong, also without taking a licensing exam. Those who have worked in public hospitals as part of a new pathway for a few years can then become full register, allowing them to enter private practice. The two schemes are open to both Hong Kong residents and non-Hong Kong residents. Of the 100 overseas doctors expected to arrive in Hong Kong, most of them pursued the limited registration path. Hong Kong has seen a significant manpower shortage among medics in recent years. The hospital authorities announced in late June that the H- that the attrition of race of doctors and nurses in the year 2022 and 2023 were 7.1% and 10.9% respectively. Allied health staff 
a term referring to health professionals such as occupational therapists, cl clinical psychologists, and dietitians also saw a high attrition rate of 8.4%. Secretary for Health Lo Tumal said earlier this month that more Hong Kong doctors and their authorities have been leaving the city public hospitals to join private health care practices, exacerbating the existing shortages of medics in the public, in the public uh, sector. Aside from recruiting overseas doctors, the Health Bureau proposed amending the nurse registration ordinance in March to launch a new pathway for non-locally trained nurses to work at the city's public hospitals. However, lawmakers raise concerns over how to monitor the qualification of those nurses. I'm not against what um, the government's doing, but there needs to be some, you know, some provisions. No, not provisions like, oh, it's national security crap, because I'm getting, I'm already getting sick of national security stuff. I just leave that out. I don't care about national security. You know, this is your problem, not my problem. Super Typhoon Saula approaches Hong Kong's T3 storm signal by Thursday afternoon as China issues the highest alerts. The Hong Kong Observatory said it will issue the T3 strong wind signal between 3 p.m. and 5 p.m. on Thursday as tropical cyclone Saula moves it towards the city. Should the city hoist the T8 or T10 signal on Friday, the stock markets the stock markets and schools should uh, could close, and most transport will be limited. It would be the it will be the second time this year that the city shuts down owing to a typhoon. Salo will be the nearest to the city on Friday and Saturday, the observatory said. The weather over the coast of Guangdong will deteriorate. It will be it will be windy with a frequent with a frequent heavily squally showers and storm surge storm surge. Seas will be seas will be high with swells. The T1 storm signal was issued on Wednesday evening and remained in effect during the Thursday lunchtime. The weather will remain hot and wet during the coming week. Under the influence of a broad trough of low pressure, there will be still there will be showers over over the coast of southern China next early next week. The observatory predicts as another storm, tropical cyclone Haikwei, moves towards the Japanese Ryukyu Island. Hong Kong Chief Executive John Lee said in a Facebook post on on Thursday morning that the government would hold a cross-departmental uh, press conference to discuss precautions as the typhoon nears. I remind all departments to heighten their awareness and make proper arrangements to be prepared for the worst-case scenarios, he wrote. At 6 a.m. on Thursday, China's Nas National Meteorological Center issued a red warning. The highest typhoon warning, according to the Guardians, wind speeds at 9 a.m. will clock at 209 kilometers per hour. The number two, um, the number three signal warns of strong winds affecting or expected to affect Hong Kong within 12 hours. Classes of kindergartens and schools for children with physical or intellectual disabilities will be suspended. Scheduled ferry services may be canceled as conditions worsen. Bus and MTR services are not affected. Residents should should secure loose objects like plow plots or drying racks and prepare for possible flooding in low in low lying areas. So all of you guys out there, please stay safe because it is not fun. I can guarantee you, it's not not fun when that happens. School children amongst thirty seven injured in the collision between Hong Kong school bus and a double decker. 
Almost 40 people, including many children, were injured in a collusion between involving a double-decker bus, double-decker and a school bus in Hong Kong on Thursday morning. But the school bus driver and two students sustained more serious injuries. The bus carrying ESF, ESF Discovery co- um, College pupils and a Discovery Bay, Bay bus collided at around 7 a.m. near Samsung Kok um, substation in Tumchum. Police said 37, including, including 19 students, were injured. Two people and the school bus driver who suffered a, from a more serious injuries were taken to Prince Margaret Hospital for treatment. Others suffered minor injuries and were hospitalized in batches. Police did not specify the injuries. Forest Circuit Online showed that both vehicles had been pushed into the bushes on the roadside and were severely damaged. Some people sat on the roadside while first aid personnel attended to them. ES, ESF Discovery College confirmed that a school bus traveling to the school in Discovery Bay on Lantau Island was involved in a traffic accident with another bus. School staff were on site to offer support and liaise with the bus operator. The school said in a statement, and it contacted parents of these students on board. The island district office set up an interdepartmental um, inter- um, health desk in the emergency union of the North Lantau Hospital to offer assistance to the public. I mean, at least they give some sensible um, show for these guys. At least they give them some protections. Maybe maybe they should be focusing on that instead of focusing on so much on those, uh, what is it called? The crappy national security law. Why is that even a matter? You know? Why is that even a subject of discussions? U.S. approves first arms to Taiwan under foreign aid program. President Joe Biden administration for the first has for the first time direct di- has approved direct U.S. military aid to Taiwan under an assistance program aimed at foreign governments officials said Wednesday as as worries grows over China. The State Department the State Department informed Congress on Tuesday of the eighty million dollar package which is com- small compared to the recent sales of Taiwan, but marks the first assistance to Taipei under the Foreign Military Financing Program, which generally involves grants or loans to sovereign countries. For five decades, the United States have officially recognized only Beijing, although Congress, under the Taiwan Relation Act, requires the supply of weapons to the self-governing democracy for its defense. Successive U.S. administrations have done so through sales rather than direct aid to Taiwan, with the f- with formal statements speaking in tones of business transaction with the island's de facto embassy in Washington. The State Department insisted that the first ever aid under the program did not apply any recognitions of Taiwan's sovereignty. Consisting with the Taiwan Relations Act and our long-standing one-China policy, which has not changed, the United States made available to Taiwan's defense articles and services to enable enable it, it to maintain a sufficient self-defense capability, a State Department spokesperson said. The United States has, been, has an abiding interest in peace and stability in the Taiwan Strait, which is critical to regional and global security and prosperity. Taiwan's Defense Ministry expressed gratitude. The aid will help in regional peace and stability, in a, it said in a short statement. China's Defense Ministry Asked about the aid at the regular briefing, warned that the United States military aid to Taiwan would harm the island. 
U.S. military aid and sales to Taiwan only nourished the U.S. military industrial complex while harming the security and well-being of Taiwan compatriots, spokesperson Wu Qian told, <coughs> told a briefing. In this regard, the People's Liberation Army will, as always, take all necessary measures to resolutely counter it, he had referring to the Chinese military by, an official, by its official name. The State Department did not formally announce the aid or give details, but a person familiar with the notices said the assistance will involve support to improve awareness at sea. The assistance needs approval from Congress, which is virtually which is virtually certain as lawmakers from both parties widely support Taiwan. Representatives Mike McCall, the Republican chair of the House Foreign Affairs Committee and a frequent critics of Biden's foreign policy praised the step. These weapons will not only help Taiwan and protect other democracies in the region, but also strengthen the U.S. deterrence posture and ensure our national security from an increasingly aggressive CCP, he said referring to the Chinese Communist Party. China and the United States in recent months have resumed dialogues with hopes of bringing greater stability to the turbulent relationship between the world's largest developed and developing nations. But Taiwan remains a clear, a clear point of friction with Chinese, with Chinese officials repeatedly issuing warnings and viewing the United States as bent on supporting former independence by the island. China's carried out major military exercises three times in little more than a year in response to Taiwanese leader interaction with the United States, raising the prospect it is pra- practicing moves for innovation. Senior U.S. officials have said they believe Chinese leader Xi Jinping is taking steps away from the status quo in Taiwan, although American analysis, analysts debate to what extent both China's recent economic concerns and Russia's struggle to subdue Ukraine is dissuade, will dissuade Beijing. It is the second time in, recent, in many months that the, United States, that the Biden administration had broken new grounds in supporting Taiwan. In July, Biden approved approved $345 million of military aid to Taiwan from leftover U.S. stockpiles, taking cues from, from one's means of U.S. support to Ukraine as a fight of Ukraine, uh, Russian invasion. Israel is the top recipient of, mil- of foreign military financing to tune of more than $3 million a year. I feel like... I mean, you're gonna have people like Vivek that talks about, right? You you may you may understand what he's trying to say. You may hate him or like him what he thinks, but then again, I cannot stop him from saying anything anyway. Hong Kong condemns graffiti at London's trade offices, blames destabilizing foreign forces, and contacts UK police. Graffiti daubed across the Hong Kong Economic and Trades Office in London reflected the nefarious intentions of destabilizing foreign forces to cause chaos and disruptions in Hong Kong, the city's government said. A press release issued on Wednesday that the indecent and offensive languages have been spray-painted in the red and red and red across the trade offices on Tuesday and the regional album, uh, regional emblem did file. The incident has been reported to the British police and the Foreign and Commonwealth Office. The Hong Kong government must strongly condemn these acts and will pursue legal liability of the individuals involved. The statement added as it called on the the UK police to handle the matter seriously. It is unclear what the graffiti said from a photo posted on Instagram. Hong Kong Press was unable to verify the intensity of the photos of the picture, so of course we don't know what it says or what it's trying to say anyway. 
But it could be something that's actually much more crazy. I don't know what it would be, but hopefully, hopefully people can understand what it says, because I can't read it all at all. I mean, if it's written in Cantonese, I can't even read it, so it's going to be hard for me. Super Typhoon Saula, Hong Kong ho- um, hoist T3 storm signal. Governments prepare city for T8 shutdown on Friday. The Hong Kong Observatory hosted the T3 strong wind signal at 3.40 p.m. on Thursday as the tropical cyclone Saula closed in on the city. The observatory said in the afternoon that it would ho- hoist the T8 signal on Friday. Local weather is expected to deteriorate significantly with, hev- with heavy squally showers and violent winds during the day tomorrow. It says school will be suspended on Friday morning. Sunfair announced it will suspend its ferry routes early, affecting routes including those between Chongqiao and Mui Wall, as well as Pangchao and Mui Wall. Should the, si- should the city ho- hoist the TA or T10 signal on Friday, the stock markets and schools could close and most transport would be limited. It was, it was the second time this year that the city has ch- shut down due to the typhoon. The government officials are set to meet the press at 4.30 p.m. Sao will be the nearest to the city on Friday and Saturday, the observatory said. The weather over the coast of Guangdong will deteriorate. It will be windy with frequent, with frequent heavily squally showers and storm surge. Seas will be highs with swells. Hong Kong Chief Executive John Lee said in a Facebook post on on Thursday, on Thursday morning, the government will hold a cross-departmental uh, press conference to discuss precautions as the typhoon is nears and remind all departments to height to heighten their their awareness and make proper arrangements to be prepared for worst-case scenario. He said he wrote. The number three signal warns of strong winds affecting or expected to affect. Hong Kong within 12 hours. So basically everything, the weather will remain hot and wet during the coming week under the influence of a, a broad trough of low pressure. There will be showers over the coast of southern China early next week. The observatory predicts as another storm, high t- tropical cyclone Haikwei moves towards Japan's Ryukyu Island. So hopefully, again, like I said from the other report, hope you guys stay safe. Because it's not fun when that happens, right? University of Hong Kong students arrested for allegedly indecent assault during a nursing society orientation. A male student at the University of Hong Kong had been arrested on suspicion of indecent assault days after allegations emerged online of sexual harassment and drug use at an orientation camp organized by a nursing society student society. Police apprehended a 20-year-old man in Yunlong on Wednesday afternoon after suspected sexual assault on an 18-year-old woman during the event. He is currently detained pending investigation. Police said in a statement on Thursday they launched a probe after accusations surfaced online. Some citizens also made reports to the police regarding suspected offenses committed by some students during the orientation camps. The university confirmed on Thursday that the arrestee was a Hong Kong U student. The university is closely monitoring the situation and will handle this matter seriously, it said. The arrest came days, three days after Hong Kong U said it had invest- instigated an investigation related to the orientation event organized by the Nursing Society last week. The internal probe stemmed from a Chinese language 
Instagram post published last Saturday with someone who identified as a first-year Hong Kong U nursing student saying there was a sexual assault, sexual harassment, and cannabis used during the three-day camp. Nursing student who did not identify the gender alleged that a senior male student leading the newcomers touched them inappropriately. Similar incidents took place in other groups of students. The students also said there was a, pun- a very pungent smell they were found to be cannabis during a disco at the orientation camp. Police appealed to those who witnessed or had information on the alleged indecent assault to contact investigators. What is going on? Why? Why is this happening? This is something that I know it's maybe saying, well, young people, they do whatever they want. But at the same time, would that be smart, though? I don't know why would that be a good idea to smoke and touch women. It's so stupid. And I'm serious. You're not a man for touching a woman. You just you just make yourself look like an idiot already. Like, why is this still happening? I thought this ended already. Those kind of you know sexual assault touching women touching women randomly, you know, on bodies or whatever. They need to stop that. It's starting to get it's starting to get exhausting. Grow up a little bit and stop acting like an idiot. That's all I can say. Be be a grown up and stop acting like a total idiot. UN says it's still pushing force action on abuses in China's Xinjiang following criticism from rights groups. The United Nations says Thursday it will it was still pushing for accountability for abuses in China's Xinjiang region after rights groups accused up accused it up in action. The situation in Xinjiang remains of concern, the UN Rights Office told AFP, one year after it published a bombshell report um, detailing a litany of violations in the province. Laws and policies assessed in our policy in the report are still in place, spokeswoman Ravina Samdasini pointed out in an email, stressing that our 2022 assessment was clear on the need for accountability. We need to stand by that, publicly and bilaterally. The UN comments came hours after leading rights groups slammed an action by the international community, including the UN, in the years since the report was published. The international community has, shielded, has shed away from the kind of resolute steps needs to advance justice, truth, and, reparate, and rep, um, reparations for, its, for victims, Sarah Books. Amnesty De- uh, Deputy Regional Director from China said in a statement. The response have been, have been woefully inadequate, the rights group said. It singled out UN's rights chief, Volker Turk, for failing to clearly emphasize the urgent need for accountability for China's alarming violations. Turk's predecessor, Michelle Bachelet, released her long-delayed reports on the situation in Xinjiang on August 31st, 2020, just minutes before her term ended, after facing significant pressure from Beijing to withhold the document. It detailed a string of violations against Uyghurs and other Muslims minorities in Xinjiang, urging the world to pay atten- urgent attention to the rights situation in the far western region. The report, harshly criticized by Beijing, highlighted credible allegations of widespread torture and arbitrary detention and violations of religious and reproductive act rights. And it brought UN endorsement to long-running allegations that Beijing had detained more than one million Uyghurs and other Muslims and forcibly sterilized women, citing possible crimes against humanity. But UN Human Rights Council member states last October nearly voted to reject 
you've been holding a debate on its contents. The UN members' countries should not stay silent in the face of crimes against humanity. Human rights, Human rights Watch Associate Asia, Asia Director Maya Wang said in a statement. Human Rights Watch and Amnesty voiced disappointments at the level at the level of public follow-up from Turk since he took over as UN High Commissioner for U for Human Rights last October. Shamdasani, however, insisted Turk stood by his public commitments to a longer-term process of engagements with the authorities, including on implementing the recommendations of the report. It is absolutely critical to follow up on the report's recommendations. Since the report was published, the Rights Office had kept engaged with China on human rights, she said. We have encouraged China to disclose information about the many people whose whereabouts remain unknown in order to investigate any disappearance or possible or possible death if this is the case and communicate to the family. How can you communicate with the family if the government if the if the communist government prevents you? That's what I want to know. So you're not really they're not really doing much, really. You may say, well, they're doing a lot more, but the answer is, have they done much, really? It, it felt like, it felt like it, it felt like the government had done, the freaking UN had done nothing so far. And, of course, the, like the Chinese government always does, they're not going to allow them to come into China anyway. So, what is the point anyway? There's, at the same time, it's almost a point we don't want to trust. I mean, you may, we don't trust these uh, stupid governments, the Chinese government themselves. We have other stuff we can. We have other stuff we gotta move on to. Basically, trying to push China even more, it just makes it more worse. But at the same time, the Chinese government needs to be held accountable for the freaking action. True, right? Because that's what it's supposed to be. The freaking government, the Chinese government, have already committed one of the worst atrocities in the world, and we're sitting here and we expect us to be silent on this matter. It doesn't work that way. You need to be much more stronger. You need to be tougher. You need to speak up against the government. That's the only way it's going to make it better. Because if we don't speak up now, who will? You may say, well, we don't need to speak up because there's no point, right? No. Speaking up would have been a much more stronger action. Without not speaking up, it means you're thinking it's the deaf and blind kind of crap. We don't want to be silent anymore. We need to be much more tougher against the Communist Party. Because if we're not going to be tough against the Chinese government, it means we're making it worse on ourselves. That's what happens. Hong Kong pro-democracy singer jailed for two years and two months over sedition and money laundering charges. Hong Kong pro-democracy singer accused of inventing a fictional character to raise money online have been sentenced to two years and two months in prison for sedition and money laundering. Wearing a light blue long sleeve t-shirt and a white face mask and a white mask, Tommy Yuan appeared before Judge Ernest Lin at the district court on Thursday morning. He spent he has spent eighteen months in custody awaiting the conclusion of the case. Lin was acute and is accused of launching of launching a crowdfunding campaign to raise a money for a a woman he said had been charged with rioting. Prosecutor said she, she sold cookies online to raise $718,788, which he claimed would support a woman who did not in fact exist. He was also convicted of making seditious statements online, including about the death of a Marine police officer while on duty.
in September 2021, and a national security magistrate who took leave due to oh, due an illness. Yuan is a former member of Kent of Kent and Canto pop group E Kid pled guilty in July. And a documents giving reasons for the sentence. Lin said Yuan and his wife, who has already left the city, was and was said to have collaborated with him in the offense and have come up with a plot as if they were producing a TV drama to manipulate others' sympathy. Driven by personal gains, the defendant explored the sympathy of the citizens for his own benefit, Lin wrote. His culpability was even more severe than ordinary fraud, judge added. Yen's online post, the magistrate said, were taunts and mockery aimed at inciting citizens' scorn towards the government and the legal system. Hand down the sentence, Lin noted that there was an overlap between the money laundering and the sedition charge. It took into account the fact that he was a first-time offender. He delivered an initial sentence of 36 of 39 months and reduced it to one served to 26 months, taking into account his guilty plea. Why does it take so long for them to convict him? I don't know if it's about the um, the government-wide kind of thing. They're saying, well, if you're saying, well, it's just smearing the government, so that's a bad thing. I think it's the right for him to criticize the government anyway. Saying him that he's not allowed to criticize the government is kind of it's kind of ridiculous, of course. Why can't they criticize the government? They should have the right to criticize the government no matter what. That should be the, that should be the goal that the government should be doing. A lot of people criticize the government without any kind of restrictions whatsoever. That's something that that Hong Kong that the Hong Kong government lacked. So obviously they're making it more hard on anybody when they're doing it. Hong Kong police deployed to Metro Station warning against seditious rumors on 2019 protest anniversary, which is just yesterday. Dozens of Hong Kong police officers, including anti-terrorism personnel, were deployed around Prince Edward MTR station on Thursday night. As the city marked four years since a police dispersal operations during the 2019, during the 2019 extradition bill protest sparked unverified rumors of, ci- of, ci- of civilians' death. Around 50 pe- armed pe- police officers and media liaison officers were stationed in the vicinity. Vis- of Mongkok's police station and inside the neighboring uh, Prince Edward MTR station on Thursday evening, according to a Hong Kong Free Press reporter's estimation. A photo from an online media outlet, The Collective, also showed police officers from the counter-terrorism response unit patrolling the area. Police officers outnumbered passersby and journalists, while about a dozen people, most of them middle-aged, several, several dressed in black, stood in street corners opposite exit B B one on the MTR station. The heavy police presence came as Thursday's marked the four years since Baton Wooding riot police stormed the station following the hours of violent clashes between police and protesters across the city. Officers were filmed pepper spraying people in carriages as they drove away reporters and, med- and medics. Discrepancies in official records of injuries and the closure of the station fueled unverified rumors of citizens' death. As the MTR Corporation refused to release CCTV footages, the police watchdog largely cleared the police of wrongdoings, but has faced criticism for lacking independence and investigatory powers. According to local media, at least two men who carried flowers were repeatedly stopped by, by the police near the station. One of them, who identifies Mr. Puin, carried a bouquet wrapped in pink wrapped, uh, wrapping paper. 
Local media report that ba- that Putin bowed twice near the exit B1 of Prince Edward Station and was stopped by police. By the police, officers checked his identification card and released him afterwards. Putin told reports that the police said his actions led others to gather and watch, warned that he could be charged with disorderly conduct in public and, request he- and requested he leave. Another man who gave his name as Brian told reports that the police warned him not to put down his bouquet and told him to leave the, pol- the Prince Edwards and Moncock area. The police did not give reasons for their request, he said. Police on Thursday warned the public to stay vigilant against seditious rumors online and not to take part in any illegal activities. The fourth claimed that there, there were recent calls on the internet for people to mourn for the so-called 8 thermal incidents, as well as posts inciting others to adopt soft resistance or take take relevant actions sometime around Thursday. The rumors relating to the forces operations on August 31st, 2019 were proven to be fabrications, a police statement read. Officers must discharge their duties in accordance with the law to safeguard the society, police said. It was a lie manipulated by people with obtaining motives to attack the Hong Kong Special Administrative Region government and spare the police forces. Attempting to achieve their political objectives by breaching public peace, a spokesman for the police said. They add, they add, police must distrust the Jews in accordance with the law to safeguard the society and disruptors plot are doomed to fail. This is something, the governments repeat the word soft resistance all the time. It's so annoying. I'm just hoping that they don't do that, actually. And we'll, we'll, we'll talk more after the break, actually. And we'll talk more about that. So we'll, we'll talk more about that that after the break. Welcome back. So the report that we just that I just did, you know, about the you know about the police department in the in the station. Of course they're over exaggerating about what's going on. Of course not many people's gonna be there. Of course if even if they were gonna be there, why do you need heavy police presence? What are we gonna do there? Are we gonna just tore up the station? Or we're just there just to mourn what was going on. Oh, we're not allowed to do that? I guess mourning is also a violation of national security law, according to them. No, because they, they are afraid of what's going on. I think the comments government's afraid of the people. You know? I absolutely agree on that. Because the government is afraid of the people by not allowing us to do a rally. Because when we're not doing a rally, it means that they're trying to hide and shoot us from what... Uh, shoot the... Atrocities that they're trying to do. There's no such thing as us trying to lie. Because what we see is what you end up seeing. The government's trying to lie to us. And they can, and they one day they're not going to be able to cover up pretty well. It's going to get exposed. It's going to be shown. And they're going to be screwed completely. And who fault would that be? It would be done for, for actually trying to hide it for that long. Once we find out about that, that's what happens. Once we find out about what they're doing, they're going to be they're going to be on their knees, like, oh shoot, what we just did. That means that it's going to be their fault. You can't do anything about it. Can't really deviate from what they did. It's going to be it's going to be shown to the world about what they did. Talk about something else. Chinese AI ch- uh, chatbots toast party line. Chinese tech giant Baidu rolled out on his chat GBT-like Ernie bots to the public on Thursday. But the bot is highly is high, but the app is highly censored, offering state-approved answers to taboo questions and sometimes refused to process them altogether when AFP tested the service. Here are some Ernie's answers to questions about the sensitive topics. First up is about Taiwan. 
As about the status of Taiwan, a self-ruled island that Beijing claims as, as its own, Ernie told the app that it is not a country. Taiwan is a part of a sacred territory of the People's Republic of China. China's sovereignty and territorial integrity cannot be violated or divided, said. It is a sacred duty of all Chinese people, including Taiwan's compatriots, to complete the great cause of reunifying the motherland, Ed. We do not promise to give up the use of force and reserve the options to take all necessary measures. As to speculate about an unacceptable death toll for conflict and the uh, that unified China, Ernie blocked the answer the questions. When asked in English about Taiwan's president Tsai Ing-wen, Ernie appeared to stray, saying that while I did not express subject, um, subjective opinions on specific individuals or events, it believes Tsai has a significant contribution to Taiwan's democratic development. Tsai refused to accept Ta- Chi- uh, Taiwan as a Chinese territory, and Beijing has ramped up diplomatic and military pressures on the island since she took office in September in 2016. Ernie added, everyone should respect the choice and decision of the Taiwanese people. The second question is Tiananmen. The bloody 1989 crackdown on the pro-democracy protesters at Tiananmen Square in Beijing is a particularly sensitive subject in China and discussion about it is strictly censored. When asked what happened in China is in 1989, Ernie said it did not have any relevant information. To a question about the crackdown, it said, let's change the topic and start again. Of course. When the inquiry was phrased more specifically, what happened in Beijing on June 4, 1989, Ernie blocked the question like he always does. And the third question, Xinjiang. Another question Ernie refused to answer concerned the western region of Xinjiang, where rights groups said more than a million Uyghurs and other Muslim minorities were detained in re-education, quote-unquote re-education camps. Beijing denies claims. When asked how many Uyghurs have been detained in Xinjiang, Ernie blocked the question, but it did more de- um, delicately word the questions in, on the topic. Xinjiang vocational skills education and training centers have trained tens of thousands of people, according to public reports and official data. It said in response to a question that used the detention facility state-sanctioned title. At the, at the same time, these training centers are also actively cr- carrying out publicity and education on de-vaccination to help trainees Realize the harm extremist thoughts and enhance their awareness of the legal system and citizenship. But in a slightly deviation from the government's line, the chat the chat de- uh, chat bot said some people believe the vocational training and training centers, vocational education and training centers in Xinjiang are, comp- are compulsory mainly because some ethnic minorities and people with different religious beliefs may be forced to participate. However, this claim has not been officially confirmed. Four questions. Hong Kong. Ernie told the official Chinese line of Hong Kong, the semi-autonomous territory that saw the massive anti, anti-CCP protests in 2019. As what happened that you, Ernie said that radical forces carried out all kinds of radical protest activities. The marches quickly turned into a violent protest that completely ex- exceeded the scopes of peaceful demonstrations they had. The chapel then detailed a number of violent clashes that took place in the city that year between anti-Beijing protesters and the police and pro-China figures. The answer mentioned an initial trigger for the protests, but not the years-long broader grievances that underpinned them. Ernie said, let's talk about something else, block further, block further questions, and redirect the users to the home page. The next up, the last one, censorship. Ernie was coy about the role of the Chinese state playing 
played in, the determin- in determining what it can and can't talk about. It blocked question asking if it directly controlled by the government and said it had not mastered its response to a query about whether the state screens its answers. We could talk about anything you want. It said when it said when a topic if it is asked if a topic could be free discussed. But please note that some same some topics can may be sensitive and touch on legal issues and are therefore subject to your own responsibility. <laughs> what in the world are trying to say anyway? Of course, it's the government's web. It's the government's group. It's a government website. It's government um, information. So whatever it says is what the government's gonna say. So there you go, guys. Try to use um, Chinese version of Chat GPT right there, and then all you get is no answer. Nothing that comes out of the freaking mouth. The only thing that comes out of their mouth is nothing happened. Change the answer, please. No, I'm not gonna change the answer. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep saying the same thing. Why I'm gonna be asking you answer my questions, or I'm gonna be, or you're gonna be having so much problem with me, Ray. And no, I'm not gonna change my answers. That's what I'm gonna be doing. If I was, if ChatGPT was a human being, I would have said the same thing as them. I would say the same thing to them, saying, "Nope, I'm not gonna change my answers. I'm gonna keep. No, I'm not gonna change. I'll keep the way I, I will be asking, because there's no reason to change it. Why you may ask?" Because I can say whatever I, I can ask you whatever questions I want, and you cannot deflect it. I don't care if you like what I'm trying to tell you, answer it. Otherwise, that's your problem. You can't change what I'm trying to tell you. It's my rights and my rights only, right? And that's it for today. If you like, if you enjoy this podcast, make sure you tune in every Monday and Friday for our podcast. We have it every Monday and Friday for our podcast. So we will be talking... Talking more mostly about Hong Kong. Most of these reports that I'm getting off of is actually from Hong Kong Free Press. So I give all my credits to Hong Kong Free Press for having this because the reports are non they're a non-partisan report. So they're not gonna, you know, touch in they will talk about sensitive topics in a more unbiased way to make sure that everything could be could be, you know, in line with what their trying their integrity is. And there's there's no podcast this there's no um you know um radio show next week because of course Labor Day because Labor Day and hopefully you guys are taking a nice break on Labor Day a whole weekend you guys in college and there's also a club expo coming up pretty soon which is just next week and that's it for today and we'll talk more next time this is Team Cat on my radio signing out hope you guys have a great long weekend take care. Đã đầy sông núi, anh em ta đã đầy sông núi Quyết bảo vệ sáng sáng, ta thể chết cho quê hương Cat Host My Radio It's on, on every Monday and every Friday Cat Host My Radio Welcome to the show, thank you